0: Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everyone, to the Triple R Podcast. I am your host this week, Chris Lee. That's right. Your ears do not deceive you. I am <laughs> better than ever. Um, sorry for the hiatus. Uh, had some things. Got the COVID, but I'm fine. And now I'm back. Isn't that great? It is great. That's right. Thanks, kids. <laughs> so, without any further ado, let's introduce the old chums joining me today. As always, Mister Warren Lee. Warren, how you doing?
1: Well, uh, glad to be here. Uh Glad to have the three of us back in the in the saddle. And also, my uh, haircut has me feeling like...
0: You're talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling dealing,
1: limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo. I was quite long overdue and and got got the cut. There you go. So we ended our... Uh, christmas vacation did you there. actually go
0: to the shop
1: i did actually go to the shop uh, i went on a saturday after 12 which is usually blasphemous but uh my friend uh marcus marcus cook yeah um Got me in there and out of there in about half hour when the person after me was like, Oh, you're gonna have to come back at like seven o'clock. Shit. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, feeling good, feeling good. Let's, uh, I'm ready to, to see what this next pay per view is and, uh, talk about a lot of current event stuff we got going on this week.
0: Well, well before we get to all that, we gotta introduce our, uh, very special guest today. Our, um, he's back for his. I believe it's his seventh or eighth appearance on the show, um, Mr. Uh, Justin Pilcher. Pilcher, thank you for, for joining us this evening.
2: Hi, Chris. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me back, as always. No problem. Glad you could make it.
1: I was just ready to hit the button because uh, Pilch has actually been here for this is uh, this is pre-show number ten, so ten times Pilch has been here, and I was trying to give him some props and say that he's inching closer to becoming oh, the <laughs> biggest icon in wrestling. But then you guys got to go to this old hat, this 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 shim sham, as as Dad used to put it.
0: You know what they say? They you know what they say? If it ain't broke, don't fix it.
1: Oh, <laughs> something's <laughs> definitely broke about it.
0: I don't think so.
2: I'm just a great guest, and you guys keep inviting me yeah. back on, and I appreciate that. The best guest, some might say.
1: Such yeah. a great guest that you're here every week because you're not a guest.
2: Right. I'm. I'm Miro. Chris is Penelope Ford. You're Kip Sabian. I'm the best <laughs> <Yeah>. guest.
0: <laughs> Wait, why am I Penelope Ford?
2: Because you're because okay.
0: you're pretty. Okay, I guess.
1: I can't, I can't put Penelope Ford and Uncle Chris in the same conversation.
2: If well, we have any okay. listeners that are uh, Photoshop editors, please make that happen.
0: <laughs> Sometimes, you know what they say, Warren. Uh, they say me being compared to Penelope Ford is kind of like evolution, because. <laughs> Oh gosh. This is fun. Are you this sure about that? This is fun. Anywho. <laughs> that's, that's let's let's show. get into it. Let's get into the show. <laughs> so uh last week we didn't have a pay-per-view done, but Warren and Pilch held it down, which you know I, I appreciate. Um uh,
2: this week we got Not, a real none, rich- of that, none of that is true, by the way.
0: No, no, no,
1: no. no. Two yeah. weeks ago was the episode oh, awesome. that you missed.
0: Wait,
2: what?
1: Two weeks ago is the episode you missed. Yeah, last,
2: last week we did we a pay-per-view that shall not Slam- be named.
1: <laughs> what, SummerSlam 88? Oh, right. That was not- yeah, in the okay.
2: Yeah, the oh. Voldemort of pay-per-views.
1: <sighs> Which, looking back on it, I don't remember the middle of that paper view being such a drag. And I don't rem I just that was such a <laughs> I just look back at that era now it differently now that I'm 37 years old.
2: Right.
1: It's just I mean I gave was,
2: myself the right bananas if you recall. So I, it I was bad. This
1: is true. This is true. So uh, we're quick to just forget that we even put forth that effort to watch right. that review Because it wasn't great. It wasn't good.
0: It was bad. It just it was bad. We it was bad. Yeah, we yeah. Was bad.
1: yeah there, were, there were very few bright spots. Most the, the biggest bright spot was probably the uh the end. <laughs> oh,
2: the mega booty.
1: <laughs> no, I mean the end Like as in the, the screen Was black and I was able to turn off The WWE network
0: Oh wait, Warren, give me that again Say it again
1: like. The bright spot for me Was getting to The end and turning off The WWE network
0: There
2: you
1: go Oh, cause you got the I, the got, bo- the
2: thing. All right, I got the thing Gotcha Hey, we got a regular comedian on the podcast this (laughs) week. I'll
0: I'll even give myself one of these for missing it the first time.
1: That was definitely one of those. A
2: couple Um, of jokes. So
0: this this, uh, upcoming show, we decided to do another SummerSlam, but one from the modern era. So we decided to do uh, SummerSlam 2002. Uh, this SummerSlam, had uh, the main event was for the Undisputed Championship. It was Brock versus Rock. Brock Lesnar versus uh, The Rock. Um, let's get into some quick thoughts over SummerSlam 02. Uh, let's start with start with Warren. What are you excited about for this pay-per-view coming up?
1: obviously um excited for the main event um the rock who is at the top of his game here Brock Lesnar fresh face just won the king of the ring um not even a year in the business just yet uh his meteoric rise is, is, is coming to a, a potential pinnacle here with him fighting The Rock for the Undisputed Championship. The Shawn Michaels Triple H Street Fight, the build for this was also phenomenal. Um, Rob Van Dam and Benoit for the Intercontinental titles, This should be a great match. Um, This card is littered with star after star after star, except for test. (laughs) Um. (laughs) The the only downer to this whole pay-per-view was the fact that test was on. He was in two segments. Three if you count the promo. No, I'm counting the promo. The promo before the the promo before the tag match, Mm -hmm. where all three of them were there,
0: and then his match. He's also involved in the tag match.
1: Oh yeah, because he did the run in for the tag. So again, he was in he was in one too many, no two too many spots.
0: I would say three too many, but
1: okay. <laughs> you don't got to tell me twice. <laughs> um, but, but this this pay-per-view, uh, card-wise, just looking at the competitors, uh, it should be a really uh, – probably one of the better pay-per-views that we're going to watch here at the Triple R Podcast.
0: There we go. Pilch, first thoughts on the uh, SummerSlam 2
2: well, uh SummerSlam 02 is the, you know, one of the returns of the Scorpion King, which is a huge deal. You know, coming <laughs> fresh off that box office smash that was the Scorpion yeah. King. Um I actually made it a point before I watched this pay-per-view to not look at the card. So, um just, you know, wanted to go in uh go in blind, and I did. There you go. How did that work out for you? It was good, you know. Um I thought for sure we were going to see some sort of a women's match. Uh, We did not. No women's match. Unless you count Lillian Garcia versus the Fink. But I guess,
0: yeah, you're right. I guess that would count as the women's segment.
2: Yeah. Uh, Other than that, you know, um, uh, yeah, I I don't have much here, so. Uh, well, we'll, we'll, yes. we'll
0: get into it when we get to the uh, when we get to the full episode next uh,
1: Sunday or it's coming
0: Sunday, I should say. Right. Um. So right now we're going to get into the uh, current wrestling events. Um. Let's start with WWE. Uh, this is something I was really excited about. Uh, Sonya Bill Sonya Deville, welcome back, welcome back, Sonya Deville. She made her return on SmackDown this past week, and uh, I think it just it wasn't anything spectacular. It was just her walking through the backstage area, you know, kind of giving little side eyes and nods to people backstage, and you know, people off on the side murmuring, "Oh, it's Sonya! Sonya! Sonya's back!" Which still, you know, it's it's cool because considering the Way she left, I'm glad that she was able to return to the company. Um, I'm talking about the real life reason why she left, not the uh gimmick, uh, loser leaves town, uh, reason why. But, um, I'm excited to see now that she would obviously be on her own. You know, Mandy's off with uh Dana Brooke. So I'm, I'm excited to see what they're going to do with her, how she's going to reintegrate herself into the women's division. Um, I don't know. I just think it will be interesting. Uh, let's go to, let's start with Pilch on this one. Pilch, do you have any thoughts on the Sonya Deville return?
2: Uh, yeah, I was happy to see Sonya Deville back. Uh, one of my favorites for sure. Um, I have a couple issues with her return, I guess. It has nothing to do with Sonya Deville. Like I'm, I'm super happy she's back.
0: Are you upset about how
2: she returned? N- not even how. It's where. So, I don't think SmackDown needs Sonya Deville right now.
0: Okay, interesting.
2: Um, we have a champion in Sasha Banks. We have a challenge. We have many challengers. Uh, Bianca Belair. We have Bailey. Uh, even Carmella. Um, you know, and then they had Carmella pin Sasha Banks on that very same episode of SmackDown to set up another Carmella Sasha Banks match because this is what WWE does.
0: Mm-hmm. When
2: you get one title shot, you get five. Um, and that that's my biggest issue, I guess, is you know wh- what are they going to do with her? Are they going to throw her in the mid card, just have her m- muddle around the mud, where? If she would have returned back and came to Raw, I think that would have been more impactful. And again, has nothing to do with Sonya Bill. Glad she's back. Just wish she <clears throat> would have been put on the other brand.
0: That is a very valid point, or a very good observation, I should say. Just because I think in a couple episodes ago, we were talking about how there's no one for Asuka to fight. Over on um, on Raw, what's what pay per view was that that we were she she didn't defend her she didn't have a match and I thought it was weird. Was that um? Uh,
2: well, it's been the last Helen like Bell? two, but um, well actually it might have been the last three yeah. because I mean Survivor Series she had a match against Sasha but that's I don't really consider that like a a challenger right you know that's what not I mean? a like, title
0: defense it was just champion right. versus champion. It must have been hell in a cell. It must have been hell in a cell because I was like, that's weird that they didn't have the Raw title, the Raw Women's title defended. It's just like, there's no one for the fight. Well, yeah. Yeah. The TLC didn't,
1: wasn't that, uh, that wasn't the Raw women's title. That was the tag titles. Yeah,
0: tag titles, right. She didn't, right.
1: she didn't defeat her women's title.
0: Right. So, yeah, Pilch, I think you got it. Man, why aren't you a booker for WWE, Pilch? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Vince knows my number. He can call me anytime.
0: Does he? I don't. I don't know if Vince does know your.
2: <sighs> I mean, let let's be fair. I I let the uh, the job title get to my head, and I end up with you know, Doris Lee on a pole matches. It'd just be. <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> All right, Vince Russo Jr. Here. Uh, um. Let's see what else do we got in uh, current events.
2: Oh, uh, well, you uh, didn't ask Warren if he had any thoughts about Sonia. Oh, sorry, Warren. Do you have any thoughts about Sonia?
0: Um, I I did
1: see that she returned. Um, I wasn't sure the extent uh, outside of what I saw uh, with her just walking in the back. I am. Uh, definitely pleasantly surprised to see her return. Glad that she was able to get her her real life stuff situated after that ridiculous uh, incident that happened. Um, it's nice to see that she's able to return. Uh, interested to see what she does in the ring. Um, I I think it'll be a. Um, Wherever she goes, and I understand what Pilch is saying about there's a bit of a log jam on the, the SmackDown side and Raw side could actually use her um, and has more room for her to uh, to flourish there. Um, but that, just to have her a, a quality worker um, and a, a credible person that could challenge for either title and it be legitimate. Um, I think you have to just you have to take that for for that. Um, so we'll see where it goes, and, and hopefully she'll get uh, an ample opportunity to um to showcase her uh, her skills.
0: Hopefully, hopefully, I f- it was it's crazy because like right before all the craziness with the that uh, overzealous fan. Because it was... I, I can't
1: call that person a fan. I can't. Well, I no. mean, it,
0: it starts somewhere.
1: It starts somewhere, but if you go too far, that person can't... They, I wouldn't consider a fan. He's a freaking lunatic.
2: Right. Well, um, no, it's but... like that movie uh, Swim Fan. You ever saw that? Where... Oh, of course.
0: No. Yeah. No. I mean,
2: she's, she's still a fan. Is she homicidal? <laughs> yes but i fan nonetheless. It's in the title of the movie.
1: Is she Now, was she... It's been a long time since I've seen the movie, but was she homicidal, suicidal, and genocidal?
2: No, that's only for white dudes from Michigan that pretend to be uh, Indian. <laughs> I
0: think it was more pretending to be Saudi. I don't think... Saudi's not in India, is it?
1: No, Saudi is saudi arabia that's not india
0: right it's where where is that where is saudi arabia
1: it's in the middle east
0: right but like where like what it's is
1: not it? near uh, india india is more uh south asian
0: right i was trying to get like a geographic picture of it in my head but i can't think of where it is anywho Anywho, Uh next on the docket, <clears throat> cousin Keith Lee earns his title shot. Um, he beat Sheamus for his uh title sh- title shot against my boy Drew Drew McIntyre. That's
1: a <laughs> awful. Hold
0: on, wait! Oh. I can get there. I can get there.
1: No, don't Wait. don't get there. No, nope. I'll give you the claymore.
2: Is that? That's, good?
1: No, that's more Arnold than oh. than Drew.
2: When did we get Drew McIntyre on the podcast? <laughs> of, he was <laughs> just here.
1: No, it was not it was not Drew McIntyre. It was Arnold Schwarzenegger.
2: It sounded like a drunk American trying to do a Scottish. I so, oh. that
1: <laughs> thought it was pretty spot
2: on <laughs> no it was pretty bad right. okay
1: <laughs> let's let's get back to talking about cousin Keith Lee here getting a title shot
0: um, and
1: I'm also starting to see some rumblings on the on the social media of something that we uh, talked about previously. Where there's a bit of a groundswell of thinking, hey, Keith Lee and the Hurt
0: Business might be a good thing. So here's the thing. Okay. I think there's a sweet spot where WWE will listen to the fans and like something will actually happen along those lines. Mm -hmm. I think we're getting more into the we want it too much. And then they're never going to do it.
1: I okay, okay. Um, I got
0: like it's yeah, no, that's the
1: thing. That's the thing because because with uh, for example with Roman Reigns, we wanted Roman Reigns to be the guy in the Shield,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we got it. But then we it flipped to where they said Roman. We were they were shoving Roman down our throats, right? Especially, you know, early face Roman was right. especially like when he won over a Rumble and the Rock had to come out.
0: Uh, I was even more thinking it more along the lines of remember how over Damian Sandow was. Yes, when he was with the Miz. Yes, he took that shadowing gimmick and he was so. I was a. So
1: I still am a big fan of Saint Damien Sandow. He was so good with that, with that shadow gimmick. Even I even liked him before that when he was the intellectual savior oh, yeah. of masses.
0: With him in uh, uh, Road Scholars, I liked him in Road Scholars. Yes, yes. Um, but then like you know, the fans we wanted it so bad for Sandow to have some sort of run. To mm-hmm. have to beat the Miz in that match to like have the rights to the his the move set like that would have been a good little run like yeah come up with a whole new thing and then Sandow's just working as the Miz like they could have had like a good three matches out of that yeah forth with that true they just stopped it and then they didn't know what to do with Sandow and then he got released and it's like why. All we wanted was Sandow to have some sort of run. And even if he didn't have the Mismu set, like, okay, he gets he goes back to his, you know, intellectual thing or some variation of it and yeah. put him in a mid-card. Oh, know? like when he had
1: his uh when he had was money in the bank and his briefcase was uh was was it wooden? I don't remember. It was something it was something or I don't know if it was wooden or if it was leather, or something different than the regular uh, hard hardened like Halliburton case. Yeah. oh
0: here we go snort <laughs> Pilch, you wanna you want to jump in here at any any time buddy
2: are you talking about Damien Sandow
0: well what? we're talking about Keith Lee
2: oh cousin Keith oh I love cousin Keith
0: yeah <laughs> you don't like Damien Sandow? Uh,
2: just not for ten minutes. It's too much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs> uh so this, I think the three of us can agree that we would all love to see Keith Lee in the hurt business. I think that'd be great. Oh my god! Um, my penis. I can also only get think more what's not. <laughs> <gonna be> <laughs> <right>? <laughs> There's also a zero percent chance that Keith Lee wins this match on Monday.
1: Um, I wouldn't put but, it zero, but it's on Raw.
0: Oh, it's on. Yeah, that's it. It's
1: on Raw. to be it so much. I I don't see it happening. I would love for it to happen. I just don't see it happening here.
0: I mean, they've done Stranger Things though.
1: They have. Yeah. It's not that they haven't done it. So there, there is a track record to say it can't be a zero chance. Mm-hmm. But right in just the way this is right now, it's. I think it's highly unlikely for it to make the title to switch here.
0: Who do you think, Pilch, this question's for you since you're Mr. Booker. Uh, it, my guess is there's going to be a run-in. Who do you oh, think runs in? Sheamus. Seamus runs in. Yep. Okay.
2: Keith Lee wins yeah. by disqualification. That's my guess.
0: Right. That way he, he's titled. He's entitled right. to a, a rematch, and then they can drag it on for however long. But th-
2: th- that that could be the turn, though. Is and I I think you know even though I I ninety nine point nine percent sure Keith Lee does win this match. this is a very important match for his entire year oh, like absolutely. he he, he needs to look good he needs to be booked strong and what happens with whatever kind of goofy finish they're going to do because they're going to do some sort of goofy finish because it's raw and no mm-hmm. one can ever win clean <laughs> you really hate raw <laughs> I, I don't like money Night raw but <sighs> how, however it turns out he he needs to come out looking every bit as uh limitless as he actually is and uh, i think this is the biggest match of keith lee's career i do um because i think it's going to set the stage for the next 12 months for him and i i really oh, yeah. hope he comes out looking good because i i think i could speak for all three of us where you know keith lee is probably top five as far as men's roster goes in wwe maybe higher um Yeah, I'd 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 say easily easily top five. I just want I want to see your boy shine. That's all.
0: What um, what's this month's pay per view? This month
1: is January, so it's Royal Rumble.
0: So we got Rumble. February would be. Roadblock or whatever hell, that, you know. Roadblock. I don't know if it's gonna yeah. be roadblock. You know what I mean? Like they have uh, that one in the middle the road to WrestleMania. They called it Roadblock. 2021.
1: Uh February is
0: Elimination Chamber. There we go. There we go. Elimination I, Chamber. I like Roadblock better.
1: <laughs> no, Roadblock was not a good pay-per-view.
0: <laughs> so we got we got the rumble, we got the elimination chamber, and then it's Mania. Right, uh, yes, so let's think this through. if we let's say Keith Lee loses, right, Keith Lee loses yep. Monday night, but it's or he wins, but it's a disqualification, so the title doesn't change hands. They have to have a rematch, either, they have the rematch at Royal Rumble. Or Keith Lee enters the Rumble, and then he gets to choose, you know, he can choose which one he wants to go for, and he goes for the world title. But, at well, and he would go for the world title at WrestleMania. But then that would take him out of
2: Elimination Chamber. And I think...
1: <laughs> not necessarily. It
2: wouldn't yeah, necessarily. necessarily. He, he no could fight in. Sheamus at Elimination Chamber or something stupid, you know? Like. Well, no, I think he
0: should be in the chamber. But um, I don't know what I don't think they would put the title in the chamber though.
2: They usually don't yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean I it's such a dumb pay-per-view to have before WrestleMania, anyway.
1: Yeah. Um, chamber?
2: Yeah. <sighs> you, you know nothing major is gonna happen. It never right. does. Would <sighs> we
0: have the individual chamber match? when it's just not like the tag team one cuz tag team chamber they usually have the titles on the line when it's an individual one do they usually have a belt or is it sometimes just like we're just putting you guys in this chamber to fight
1: i don't i can't remember and i'd have to look um i can't remember a time where they did the chamber in singles and it wasn't for a strap
2: yeah but when has the strap ever changed hands like a, like the uh... The big strap, not like the IC title or the USA title.
1: Um, I'm gonna effort it real quick.
0: You do that,
1: and I'll get back to
0: you. Guys. Titans play the Ravens. God, <laughs> Chris Sorry. just went out of left field. Sorry, I got I got
1: football. <laughs> 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 I got the Okay, so let's see what we got here. Um, The first elimination chamber, Triple H was the champ. Shawn Michaels wins. Um, Second elimination chamber, uh, Triple H is the champ. He retained. Um, Third elimination chamber, I think the title was vacant, and Triple H wins.
0: I think that's what I'm used to. It's like either the title's vacant or something and like okay. you know, for grabs.
1: Um, you know, and then Cena, Cena wins um, the next chamber in 06. That was actually in here in Albany, Chris. Yeah. Uh, but that's when Edge cashed in the money in the bank and won it. Mm-hmm. They did ECW chamber. Oh, God, that pay-per-view was terrible. Yeah. Um, Title, 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 couple changed, two change, three change, uh, retain, every one of them is so far as for some kind of a title.
0: But is it always the big belt or is it sometimes the- No, no, no.
1: at first it was nothing but the, the big belts, the heavyweight titles. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time they did something that wasn't the heavyweight title, I mean, I guess you could say that ECW won. Um, but after that, everything's big until they do the tag. Um, in twenty fifteen they did the tag to uh, elimination chamber where the new day retained against uh, primetime players, Tyson Kidd and Cesaro, Ascension, Lucha Dragons, and the Matadors. And then they did a intercontinental excuse me, an intercontinental chamber. Heavyweight women's universal women's tag, heavyweight SmackDown tag, Raw women.
2: Okay, but there's no shot that McIntyre or Roman Reigns drops a belt at Elimination Chamber. I don't. I don't know.
1: It's. I mean, it's happened before. But not I. uh, I mean, and recently, I'm saying it's happened recently. 2017, uh, seen as the champ going into Elimination Chamber, February 12th, 2017, and Bray Wyatt walks out the winner.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know they're definitely not going to do it to Roman, but could they do that to Drew? Uh, Maybe? But I just, I don't know. Also, question. Okay. In this, who would be the heel? For Drew and Keith Lee, who's healing it up?
2: We're, I mean, I think we're all hoping it's going to be Keith Lee. All
0: right? So we're we're still think. waiting for that kind of reveal. Well, right now, it's just a friendly competition, like, I'm coming for the belt, and like, Right, like there's no heat on anybody yet.
1: Yeah, and I think that I think this the the right thing to do right now is what we said. Sheamus does the run in and plays the heel in this little trio. So maybe there's no title change at Raw, but this whole story extends to Elimination Chamber, even if it's not in the chamber Mm -hmm. or. uh, not Illumination Chamber. Maybe it's um it extends into the Rumble mm-hmm. where Sheamus and Keith Lee can have a little face off in, in the midst of the Rumble match.
0: Or or Okay. Seamus does the run in. Right? Messes up Keith Lee's title shot. Yep. Keith Lee is set to get a rematch, but we don't know when yet. Okay, Sheamus and Keith Lee just have a match at the Rumble, right? Set okay. At, uh, Keith Lee still enters the Rumble, possibly wins it to fight Sheamus or fight um, Drew at Mania. I just, don't
1: like, know. Okay, so I don't know if if you do it that way, and there's nothing wrong with having a match and then being in the Rumble as well. But would you have Keith lose to Sheamus for him to win the Rumble? Because okay. I don't think if he beat Sheamus – I'm sorry, hitting the mic. I don't think if he beat Sheamus, he's winning the Rumble. I don't think he'd get two wins in a night.
0: Why not? Put the rocket on his fucking back.
1: I, I, yeah, I just – I don't see that happening in the current in the current state. It sounds great. I just don't see it happening the way, the way things go nowadays.
2: This is, this is the way I would do it. How would you do is, it, Taylor? I I would have the Seamus run in, of course. Mm, right. Um, and then we'd have the classic Drew McIntyre babyface, mad at his friend for interfering because he can take care of business on his own, right? Mm-hmm. We have Keith Lee mad at Seamus, Drew McIntyre, the whole raw regime being. You know, pinned down, not given a fair shake. At Royal Rumble, we have Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus for the strap. Obviously, Drew McIntyre wins the match. And then Sheamus enters the Rumble as well with Keith Lee. Keith Lee eliminates Sheamus at some point. It could even be Final 2 if you want to take it that far. And that's how Keith Lee wins the Rumble.
1: I think that would make more sense to have Sheamus fight Drew... At the Rumble, win or lose, however that goes, and then just have Keith enter the Rumble and let him win the Rumble.
0: Can I just right. give you a little? That was beautiful, Pilch. That was beautiful. You're so good at this. Thanks. <laughs> wow. Well, I feel like that was really, like, I could see that happening. Like, that was really good booking. Yeah. <laughs> what's what's next on the
1: docket, Uncle Chris? He's
0: trying to give him a compliment, he's not taking it.
1: Not taking it at all.
0: Uh, so next on the list, Miz is still your Mister Money in the Bank. So, and, in a and how did that happen, Chris? In a clever turn of events. Oh, it
1: was clever. They
0: have, they have a segment where uh, Miz and Morrison are sitting in in the. Uh, in the arena, in the Thunderdome, and Miz is pouting because he's not money in the bank anymore, and Morrison's like, I'm sorry, man, I'm sorry, it's tough, we'll, we'll figure it out, and then and someone comes up. I don't know who this guy is. Is it? Probably, is it Adam Pierce? Probably. I don't know. You're just saying a name to me. I don't know. Some guy in a suit. Uh, suit, bald head, kind of scruffy beard. I don't know, Warren. Look up the segment. You'll know who it is.
2: Uh, Misfatching suit.
0: Um, mismatching
2: yeah he always wears like a red suit jacket and like black pants he did
0: have a lot of patterns on I remember that I remember his dress like a moron (laughs) maybe it was him I don't know oh Um, gosh he informed the Miz that he was bringing his money in the bank briefcase back because when it was cashed in during the ladder match Morrison handed the briefcase to the official and in the Money in the Bank contract, it states that the recipient of the Money in the Bank briefcase, the holder of the briefcase, has to be the one to cash it into the official. So because Morrison handed it to the official, it was never officially cashed in, and so they had to return it to the Miz. And then they have this really crazy dance sequence on some stairs, and the arena was great.
1: So I'm gonna uh, I'm, I'm gonna okay, so I can confirm that the person in the the third person in the, the segment is Adam Pierce. Okay. Love Adam Pierce, well, used to be an NWA champion for years and years, loved his work. But I'm gonna let Pilch go first with this uh, segment segment.
2: Give his this thoughts. Whole thing, this whole thing is my fault. And <laughs>
0: it's your fault.
2: It's because last week on our on our pre-show, I, I gave WWE kudos because they had written themselves into a couple of corners that I thought they got out of at TLC. Uh-huh. And then instead of like taking the, you know, the get out of jail free card, they just went ahead and put themselves back in the corner. So, so it's like,
0: are, uh, I'm, I'm curious to know how. Why do you think Miz having money in the bank is it him them in a corner?
2: What's he going to do with it? He's going to cash it in at some point. And lose again. He might not and lose. He will. He Mike Mizanin will not be the <laughs> WWE champion. I, I, I think or, he will I be. promise you. I think he will be. I, I I will put the naming rights to your second born child on the line. And there's no, <laughs> no shot in hell that you will win <laughs>
1: How, how are you gonna offer up the rights to his un- uncle Chris's unborn child?
0: Oh, let's well, not, wait, ever, not, not that yet. I mean, it is enticing. This is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but what? Okay, so if in the event that he does win and Chris wins the bet, what? What's motivation for you to even go through with that? The bet.
2: I don't know. What do you want? The moon? Like, it doesn't matter. It's not going to happen. You want my car? (laughs) Like, it's just putting up monopoly money at this point. Like, it's just, it it won't happen. It's
0: so confident it
2: it won't happen. It doesn't matter. And and if it does happen, I, I'll I'll quit the podcast. I don't know. I just, I I
1: don't Whoa. Whoa. Wait
0: a second. Ooh, things Wait a second. This is a This is a hot take and a half. <laughs> just got interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Loser leaves town.
2: I came from the land of the sports entertainers. And I went from undesirable to un- goddamn deniable. And if Mike, Mike Mizanin cashes in the money in the bank briefcase, wins a title, I will never challenge for the Triple R podcast title again. Oh
0: boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! I mean, can we can we make this official? What do I have to sign? Like, where do we? Can we have a contract signing? Like, is, what what needs to be done?
2: I've already cut my palm open with blood. I'm signing paper right now. You know, I only so we'll
1: to, on our on our next pre-show, we'll have to do an official contract signing. Okay,
0: all right. <laughs> I like this. I like this. This is great. Oh, we'll come up with the uh, with the parameters of uh, all of the above. Ooh, I'm really excited. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, so my thoughts on,
1: on the Miz getting this money in the bank match, and uh, let's truth be told here, I didn't see this segment, and I didn't know he got his money in the bank mat- back until we talked before we went on air here. said um, I saw it on our outline. And when you guys explained to me how the loophole was where okay, now he's still the money in the bank uh winner or con or briefcase holder because he wasn't the one to hand it to the official. It was John Morrison That was genius. And I'm not going to speak on whether he's going to win the title or actually cash in. I'm not going to speak on that. But the, the actual loophole they found for him to still remain the Money in the Bank briefcase holder, I thought was outstanding. The sham that happens from time to time with the faint cash in because the ref's taking too long to hand it in or doesn't take it out of the wrestler's hand.
2: They Um, also did that already in this particular Miz.
1: I am all for all of those. Every single one of them. I don't care how hokey or silly they look. I'm all for it. Drag it out. Let it be a surprise. Um, Have all these extra steps that you have to go through before you cash it in drag it out as long as you possibly can excuse me drag it out as long as you possibly can uh before the actual cash in happens and then under the right circumstances I don't like seeing cash ins not win or cash ins not happening in in opportune times, there's no reason that you should cash in and be in the beginning of a match. That one was kind of silly. You should always, always, always cash in after somebody's in a match or been in a match for however many minutes. Um, It doesn't make sense. And it's not in the person that's cashing in's best interest to be that upfront about cashing in. It always should be a sneak. It should always be a Seth running down the ramp uh, at at Levi Stadium to cash in in the middle of Brock and Roman's match. It should be Edge cashing in after John Cena just won the, the Elimination Chamber at New Year's Revolution. Uh, it should be... Um, who was the other one? I think it was Dolph cashed in Dolph,
0: at, on Alberto. That's my favorite one on
1: Alberto Del Rio after a match on on Monday Night Raw. I want to say it was. Um, those are when those are times you should be cashing in. You shouldn't cash in ahead of time and look the guy in the face and say we're going to have a match at so and so. No, the, you're defeating the purpose of the the whole cash in rule. So hopefully now that Ms. is once again Mr. Money in the bank, we can get back to a cash in of that magnitude.
2: All I'm going to say is is I'm excited to meet Gold Dust Maxwell Jacob Freedman Lee. He is <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know. Could you call could you call a a boy Goldie? Could you do that? <sighs> Gold dust. Probably.
0: <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, I just want to I wanna second what Warren was saying. Like that, you know, the whole will they, won't they? That's the fun of money in the bank. I don't like when they're just, you know, I want to say, who was it? They won it and cashed it in the same night, and it was just like, no, I, I like to chase. Same
1: same night's that, okay, too. I'm okay was, with same night.
0: That
1: was Seth like Rollins, wasn't it? Uh, no. It
0: for a while. He cashed it in For a it.
1: while. There was a, a woman's match that cashed it in. Was it Carmella?
0: No, I'm thinking there was, was a guy's match they won oh. it. Was it Dean? I think it was when Dean won it. He cashed in on someone at night at money in the bank, I want to say
1: there was yeah, there was a men's one that did that, but uh I, I know for a fact that um Carmela did it where she cashed in uh, the same night. And won. And won the strap.
0: Yeah. But I just... I don't know. I like the chase. I like the... Have it for a couple months. Come in... Like, when they're just out on, you know, they have some, like, you know, no t- non-title match, and they just, like, you know, sneak in there and, like, you're gonna do it, or, you know, have the... You know who's... Re- uh, um I think it was when Dolph had it. Like, he was really good at that. Like, coming out. And, like, Attack somebody with it and then start to walk away and then look back like, hmm, maybe. And like go back, but then he leaves. And it's like he does that like a couple different times, you know, up until when he actually cashes it. Like that's the fun of Money in the Bank. I got you. People sitting with it and just like sitting with it. Or, you know, oh, I want it. I'm going to cash it in in like two minutes. Like that's not, I don't know. I just, you got to wait. You got to wait and draw it out. Like build it up.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree with that.
0: Um, but any any whoozle. let's move on over to uh, AEW. Uh, this past past week, they paid a tribute to the late Brody Lee. Uh, the whole episode was dedicated to to him. Um, there were a lot, all the matches. I think a lot of people were honoring him. You know, using using his signature moves. And there was a lot of pointing to the sky and and crying. And uh, they had a very nice tribute done for him. Uh, It's also up on there, the AEW website. I tried to watch it. I couldn't. I just, uh, I got like halfway through and I was like, I got to stop this. I'm going to start crying. Um, And they ended the show where they brought out Huber's uh, family. And uh, offered the TNT title to his son. um, And sort of retiring that title. um, Which was a nice gesture. On AEW's part. uh, Just a really sad way to kind of start off the new year. Um, Actually, it wasn't to end the year, I guess I should say. To end the year. Um, But... Yeah, I mean no, no, no. Pilch, what do you got?
2: So, um, I watched this entire show when it when it aired, and I'm not gonna lie. Like, I, I don't, I'm I'm a grown man. I cried at least three times. Yeah, like it, the whole thing was just kudos to AEW, kudos to WWE, kudos to all wrestlers involved. You know, it, they they put on such a great show in memory of uh arguably a you know great man from everything that has been said about him written about him posted on social media about him it just seemed like um brody lee was just john huber whatever you want to call him was just yeah, a fantastic individual uh the big thing that stuck out to me was you know john silver came out in his brody lee tights and he ended the match on a discant lariat. They had um, ten from the Dark Order win or not win the match, but he hit the Brody bomb. He did the, you know, the chef's kiss the like Brody always did. Um, they had Brody's son book the main event. I mean, it, you know, the whole thing was just props to everyone involved for just making it such a special event. You know, they, they could they could have easily just done like a video package at the beginning of the show and just gone about their business like normal. But mm-hmm. everyone involved took the time to really kind of drill this message home. And I thought it was great.
0: Yeah, Warren, Warren, what do you got?
1: Um, Yeah, I thought everything they did um, to pay tribute to Bernie Lee was was done um, extremely well. Um, I like the incorporation of minus one, his son, who uh, even got a couple shots in on Maxwell Jacob Freeman with the kendo stick. Um, having the dark Order come out and be involved in every single match was good. I've always been a big fan of the dark Order even before Brody Lee arrived in Aew. Um, getting to show getting to showcase them in each match was was a good way to do it. Um, the tributes throughout as, as Pilch mentioned with, uh, with wearing, wearing attires that Brody made, wearing Brody's attire, like, um, like Murderhawk did, um, the, uh, using his moves, all that stuff. Oh, everything was done. Everything they're done the right way. Um, the end was, uh, was really uh, bittersweet. Um, sounds like they're really going to try and take care of, uh, of his family and his, um, son. They retired the TNT title. Um, just, it is very, it's still very hard to believe that, um, we're going to turn AEW on, uh, technically tonight after uh after they're done listening to the Triple R podcast and Brody's not going to be on there um and the dark order is going to have to move on and AEW's going to have to move on um so that's still not uh still doesn't feel real yet um but all the tributes even the the WWE stuff um all the stuff on social um, there wasn't a bad word to say about Brody at all. Um but I think AEW the, the tributes that AEW did were um were really done really well. Done really well.
0: Yeah, it's just it's just still really sad. That's all. It's just this is sad. And uh, you know, that's only going to the only thing that's going to help is time, but RIP Brody
2: Lee? Yes. On a non-Brody Lee note, we did have a match on this card that was um, Anna Jay and Tay Conti versus uh, Britt Baker and Penelope Ford. Mm-hmm. And I thought that match was fantastic. And I'm, I'm kind of hoping that some of the bookers from AEW will have seen that match and be like, okay maybe it's finally time to start giving some of these women a little bit more inclusion on our main show, because I honestly, I watched the whole program front to back. I think that match was probably the best match on the card. Honestly,
0: really? Now, aren't you not a Britt Baker fan?
1: No, that's me. Oh, I'm not a, more, really not a fan, Baker. fan
2: at all.
0: Okay.
1: Um, the mat, every match in that card was good, including the women's match. Um, I think the woman that needs to come out of there and really start to, to make some moves in the division is Anna J. I think she's really good. I think she's got the goods. Um, I'm, I've always been a big fan of take auntie. I'm glad she's able to get some shine over there. Um, I'm not sure and Pilch, you might be able to to help me out with this. I'm not sure how much of a of a legitimate wrestler um Penelope Ford is.
2: So, yeah, I'm I, I was with you on that for a while. Um but Penelope Ford wrestles pretty exclusively on dark uh which, you know, that's honestly where everyone in AEW pretty much makes a name for themselves till they get called up to the main yeah. show. Yeah, And I, I like her work on Dark. You know, she, she's usually involved in like five, six minute matches. Nothing too crazy. And um, there is a spot in this match, which I thought was really interesting, where uh, Tay Conti was thrown to the outside. I think it was Tay Conti. It might have been Anna Jay, but um, she's thrown the outside. Uh, Reba, a rebel, throws her back onto the apron. And Penelope Ford darts from one corner to the other flips over the corner and does a double knee strike to take Conti on the apron mm-hmm. and that was the first time I was like oh Penelope Ford might actually be a lot more athletic than we give her credit for I just don't know if she's ever had the the stage to show off what she can do in the ring um and they, you know there's a few little spots like that throughout the match where I was actually very impressed to be honest. So, um, yeah, I think she's a better wrestler than we give her credit for. I think, you know, she she's on the smaller side, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at the other three competitors in the ring, they're a lot I, I, big isn't really the white word, maybe just more muscular, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I think all four of them go. And I, like, and I like Penelope's whole gimmick, too. Like, I think she's got a good yeah. thing going there.
1: Um, now I re- I remember what I was thinking of. There was something about the the tribute show that I didn't like, and that was Rebel. She is awful.
2: Yeah, Rebel's not great.
1: God, she is god awful. And I, if she's just, and I had to ask my uh, my friends because they watched. We kind of all watched, not all watched it together, but we were all watching at the same time and and texting each other back and forth. And I had to ask them because I really hadn't seen much of Rebel. Um, like, is she a, a legitimate wrestler? And I guess she was had a, a stretch in TNA when she was wrestling. Yeah, and she would, was, uh, would she, if she was this awful in TNA, like why is she even given her time?
2: Well, that's the funny thing. Is the spot I'm telling you that like I was impressed with by Penelope Ford, like Rebel almost blew it. She yeah, tried to throw her exactly, in the wrong corner. exactly
1: what I was looking at. Right. And you're 100% right. I don't know what she was thinking or trying to do, but she almost, it was almost blown just off of what Rebel was trying to do with really setting quickly, her up. On camera.
2: Really quick, you can see the camera cut to Penelope Ford. She looks at her like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, yep. We've nope. obviously exactly. discussed this.
1: <laughs> exactly.
2: So, you know, it is what it is.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, thank you for the insight, guys. (laughs) Uh, Moving on down the docket to our last last section here. It's a new segment that I like to call Pilch Books It. And Pilch Books It, Pilch picks a superstar or superstars, and he's going to tell us how he'd book it if he doesn't agree with how the company is booking it already. Uh, Pilch, take it away.
2: So I don't get like a theme song or... Next week. We'll make you a theme song. Celebrity shout out, maybe like Billy Zabka, something like that. (laughs) (laughs) What did you say?
1: Who's Billy Zabka? Uh,
2: The protagonist from the Karate Kid film. Oh, yeah. I thought it was William.
1: I thought it was William.
2: William, Billy,
0: Bill, Warren. We have an Uncle Billy. Well, yes, no, we have Uncle Billy, but we've
1: always called him Uncle Billy. Right. Whenever I William Green, I understand that, but we've always called him Uncle Billy. Whenever I've seen the credits for the protagonist from the Karate Kid, it's always under his William Zabka, not Billy Zabka. I made a potato. Okay, moving on. Anyhow. Yes.
2: So this particular uh, week, we're going to discuss how I would change the booking of Retribution, whom I think is uh, universally agreed upon as maybe one of the worst book groups in recent history, if not maybe all time.
1: Uh, It's... It's cl- it's close because I mean, I'll let you go through your stuff first, but it's the way it's booked. I like all of the the people involved in Retribution, um, but the way it was put together is you had a lot of question marks.
2: So this is what I would do. Um, I like the beginning where, you know, they they were breaking down the performance center. They went to Stanford, and, like broke a door. You know, every week there'd be like some sort of interruption and the lights would come back on. I you know, I liked all that. Um I'd actually pick it up from when Retribution was beating up people and the Hurt business got involved. So the Hurt business gets involved, they talk to Adam Pierce, they tell him they're gonna handle the situation, right? Uh they had a match, I forget exactly how the whole thing went down, but Retribution ended up coming out and it was, you know, T-bar slapjack and mace right they come out they like throw fisticuffs and then there's a bunch of like gremlins that come out as well and uh you know it kind of ends in like a stalemate i guess you know no one really wins and then my memory escapes me but i think it was an episode of raw where they had the the three-on-three match it was uh benjamin lashley and uh mvp versus slapjack t-bar and mace Correct. Hmm. And hurt business wins decisively. I I would absolutely keep that exactly the same way. Okay. The hurt business wins decisively. Retribution goes off and like scolded dogs, tails between their legs. Everything progresses as it does. Uh, Cedric Alexander turns on his his friends. Joins the Hurt business, and the Retribution's still messing with the Hurt business every week. You know they're running in their matches, they're interfering in Bobby Lashley's USA title defenses, and it it comes to a head at Survivor Series. Right? There's the Raw before Survivor Series MVP says, "I'm tired of this this junk." Like it's me, Bobby, Cedric, and Shelton versus retribution so slapjack t-bar mace come out and that's when we learn that mustafa ali is the leader of retribution keep that the same like that have no issues with it. okay but mustafa ali says that these guys are not retribution they they do my bidding they're my servants or whatever he goes the other two real members of retribution will be revealed at survivor series so we go into Survivor Series. We have uh, the Hurt Business versus Retribution. Hurt Business comes out first. Cedric, like I said, the, the Hurt Business as it is now. Mustafa Ali comes out alone, and he announces the next two members of the Hurt, of Retribution, which are Ricochet and Apollo Cruz. And the three of them come out, and they say that we we've been beaten down by you guys for so long. And we're tired of being oppressed by the system. You've taken our titles. We don't get any time on TV anymore. This is our time to shine. And MVP's like it's it's four versus three. What are you gonna do? This is the hurt business. We we can we run this. And the match starts. Ricochet, Ali, and. Apollo Crews are doing the best they can but they you know they're obviously down a man right So right before the ending of the match let's say it's Bobby Lashley and Apollo Crews in the in the ring Lashley's got the 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 full Lashley or the Hurt Lock or whatever you want to call it on Apollo Crews Cedric Alexander flips takes Bobby Lashley in the back of the head joins retribution and Retribution is formed because those were the guys that were getting bullied by the Hurt Business the entire time, throughout the entire year of 2020. And they go on to do whatever they do in the future, whether it's, you know, tag team. They pretty much take what the Hurt Business has been doing. So one of them wins a USA title. Two of them together win the tag team title. You could put Apollo Crews in the main event picture, Ricochet or Mustafa Ali or whomever. But you take these four guys that were underutilized underused and you make them actual threats in the company and the guys that start that you know slapjack t-bar fruit loop you know captain crunch whatever their names are <laughs> they go back, they go back to nxt and you still have DiJack there you have dio madden there who's not ready to be on tv anyways my opinion um mia yim goes back to women's division uh, Mercedes Martinez was in retribution event- originally and she ended up leaving anyway. Um, but your 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 final stable of retribution ends up being the guys that were bullied and picked on by the hurt business. I think that's a a way better end game than what we ended up with.
1: Okay, all right. I, I may I end game of what you came up with, I do like. I don't know if using the current guys uh, in that are in Retribution, Mace, T Bar, um, Slabjack, and
2: Tricks the Rabbit.
1: I forgot, I forgot which one Mia Yim is. Um, but using them as like the uh, the quote unquote foot soldiers. To reveal that this is the actual group of retribution. I don't know if I'd agree with that. Um I would say that's similar to what actually happened with the retribution, where they just had random people uh destroying the stuff until they decided that the of of who was gonna actually be in retribution. Um I think it should have been whoever it was going to be from the jump um then I think it would have made more sense with whatever else they did um but I do like your end game uh, with with ricochet Powell Cruz and um, Cedric flipping from from hurt business that, that I do like that
0: I. So I like, I also like it, but I have one bugaboo and it's who are you going to get to be your big title guy? Because the beauty of the hurt business right now is that MVP, yes, he can still go, but really he's just the mouthpiece for those guys. So you don't really need to worry about who's going to be your main event contender yet until they get another guy, which is why they want Keith Lee to join. But with how you booked it, I'm not saying that I don't like it. I love it. I think that is a much better way to go with retribution. It makes a lot more sense having those four guys, you know, playing it up that, you know, they have been underutilized by the company. They don't get any TV time. I think that's a better angle than these just random people from NXT who now wear masks and we're not supposed to know who they are, really. It's like, you know, the story is better. But that end game, like Warren was saying, out of those four, out of Ali, Cruz, Ricochet, and now Seti, Cedric Alexander, I don't know who you would put the big belt on. I think you could put a mid card on any one of those guys. I think you can put a tag title on any one of those guys. But, you know, if they're locked away on Raw, you know, they only have the Raw tag titles and then um, the IC. No, the U.S. IC, the US. Um, I mean, you could try and say that one of them would get the cruiserweight title.
1: But if you're going to put a cruiserweight title on somebody, it's probably going to be Ali. Right. I wouldn't necessarily put it on, on Ricochet.
0: Yeah, I mean you could. I mean you could put it back on Ali or Cedric.
1: I I, I, think, I think a little too highly of Cedric. Not that he's above it, but I mean if he's going to be up on Raw, let him be win the IC title, win the and be in the mix for IC or the the US title, whatever
0: show they're on. Right. But that's my only thing. I
2: don't you know don't, who you don't. Is. You don't see. I guess, and uh, this is going to be completely different than anything I've ever said, but you don't see Apollo as a main event type talent?
1: In his
0: current state, no. But that could be the bookings um, Booking's fault. 100 percent,
1: hundred percent. I I know of Apollo Cruz's talent. I know that he can potentially get to that point. Um, but in his current state, before we bring in Pilch's, Pilch's booking idea, no, I think he needs to still. He would still need to be built up a little bit with Pilch's built booking idea. And and working towards building him up, okay, I could see it. It's just hard for me to see it like in his current state as he is right now.
0: I'm just thinking more like, can I see him beating the current champion? Can I see him beating Drew McIntyre? Not really. Could I see him beating Keith Lee? Because Keith Lee is most likely going to be the next in line. No. I don't see him beating Keith Lee. Who else would be in contention for the title? I mean, maybe if the Miz went, cashes that money in the bank. Yeah, I could see him beating the Miz and winning the title from the Miz. I could see him taking it from like a, you know, a a Seth Rollins if Seth gets back in the title picture, you know? But I don't think right now the title is in these big man hands and it's going back and forth between the big men. You know, it was Drew and it was Braun. And now Keith, you know, Sheamus still kind of considered a big guy. You know, I don't know if I I think him Apollo against Sheamus would be a toss up. I could see him beating Sheamus, but I I just wouldn't. You're you're
2: also talking about a bunch of big guys, which I agree with that in a fair one on one match. I agree with you. I couldn't see that. I I was
1: just going to bring that up, Pilch.
2: But you're talking about someone that has all the tools, but mm-hmm. maybe just needs that edge and with the right group behind him, right? you know I mean i in in any landscape, Chris Jericho should not have been a W champion for as long as he was. he i I can't see him beating Cody Rhodes. I couldn't see him being anyone that he beat Mostly because, of how, because of how old he was.
1: I I take only listen. I I admittedly I, I may we may have had this conversation. I admittedly said when in the first when the first title match for the AEW title was Jericho versus Hangman Page to see who's going to be the first AEW champion. I was a hundred percent on board with Adam Page being the champion. That was my pick before the match started. When it plays out and Jericho wins, looking back on it, that made sense because you needed to initially make your title legitimate. And at that time, Jericho was the legitimate name that you needed to have the title for however long it was to, to give that title legitimacy. Even if it was, the whole thing was for him to hold on to it until Mox got in there and was able to defeat him.
2: Right, I agree, but I think what what propels Jericho's run is not just Jericho, but the fact that he had the inner circle as well.
1: Oh, of course! Oh, of course! Hundred percent.
2: So, I mean, the same can be said for someone of a similar not stature as far as the business goes, but stature as far as work rate and. Physical stature. Is, yeah. Uh, just as impressive as a group behind him.
1: The, the initial win is for, because Jericho is legitimate. Uh, uh, he gives the title legitimacy, but then him holding it for as long as he did was because of what he had behind him in the inner circle. So what you're trying to say is maybe Apollo isn't, as we see Apollo now, he isn't the guy that we would see beat, uh, beat uh, sh- uh, not a Seamus, but beat a uh, Drew McIntyre, or beat a Keith Lee, or even beat a Roman Reigns. But if he has four people behind him that are going to get involved in the match in some way, shape, or form, or else why would you be in the group, they could be around to to usher that along and and be the... The missing piece. Look at what what Rick Flair did all through the eighties with the Horsemen. Right. I mean, uh, there were. I'm sure there were plenty of matches where Rick Flair won on his own accord, but there were also some matches where Arn got involved and uh Tully gets involved, Ole gets involved, uh, Barry Windham gets involved. We, we watched the Bay with the with the bamboo cell that was around it with him and Luger, and magically the the cage is supposed to keep the horseman out, but magically they get the, the cage raised up and uh, and Wyndham gets underneath the cage and gets in and affects the outcome of the match.
2: Right, and it's not like we can skip the legitimacy step for the heavyweight title. It's it's been legitimized. We don't need to go that route. Um, for, I mean, for guess- AEW. No, for
1: WWE. Oh no, no, yeah, this isn't. Yeah, no the the legitimate part wasn't necessary. wasn't for WWE by any means. It was strictly just because AEW their first champion. They needed to have a legitimate champion that could resonate with all of the new fans that are going to be coming over to AEW. Um, that's not necessarily where they're going to be with this with this booking that you did for for Retribution, but it was how could we legitimize Apollo Cruz, and it's legitimizing him with the additional help that's behind him to beat these people that we couldn't see him beating in a one-on-one
2: straight-up match. Exactly. Bingo. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. I could get behind it.
1: And you see this this is why Pilch is
2: <laughs> wrestling. It's true. it's true. You know that one that oh. one took a little bit more thought than I thought it was going to, but we got there.
0: We got there. yeah. I like this I, this, this we're this is this is coming back. We're doing this again.
1: yeah we're gonna call call up the producer to get some get a theme or or yeah, something
0: we're get a nice little intro song made the
1: intro song.
2: It's
0: gonna be nice, real classy, like.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, like cigars, scotch, a lot of wood.
1: Yeah. How about how about whiskey? I like I'm a I'm a whiskey guy now.
2: Yeah, we could do whiskey. You know, we're we're uh <laughs> we're not you know selective. At all. Everyone's welcome. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, we're coming up on uh, hour twenty here. We're at an hour 18. Let's uh let's wrap it up. Uh we'll get into some particulars. Uh please, everyone out there in Podcast Land, follow us on all our social media accounts: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's the same on all three at triple R pod. Please follow us. Um, if you want to send us an email, our email is the real triple r podcast at gmail.com. Um any thoughts, well wishes, comments, requests, we will read them all. Uh and uh you can check out our website. This is ww.triplrpodcast And please remember to like and subscribe on all streaming platforms. We are on Google Podcasts, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. Um, You can search us by the RSS feed, or you can just listen to us on our our website. Um, Make sure you leave comments on the website or send us emails. Let us know what you think. Uh, Warren Pilch, thank you again for joining us this evening. Uh, Any final, final words of wisdom or final thoughts? We'll
1: see you guys on Sunday for SummerSlam 2002.
2: There we
0: go, Pilch. Any any final words or thoughts?
2: Uh, you know, I just want to uh, let the audience out there know that uh, we are taking admissions to our spring semester for the Big Bad Booty Daddy Academy. So, if you have any <laughs> young bright minds, on want a higher education.
0: Please, uh, Lauren, uh, if you could, I, I believe we have a uh, a clip of the uh, one of his math classes. If you don't, math
1: classes, yep, math classes, right here. But then you take my 75% chance of winning. If we used to go one-on-one and then add 66 and two-thirds percents, I got 141 and two-thirds chance of winning at sacrifice.
2: And that's the kind of education you can expect at the Big Bad Booty Daddy Academy.
0: Right. Not only are is uh, the, Scott Steiner, the Big Bad Booty Daddy, uh, shaping the minds of of all who are enrolled that we all, all we also offer uh, uh gym memberships also provided by Scott Steiner. Uh, let's see. I actually uh, took a free class uh, from Scott. Uh, let's see how I did. Scott, what did you think of my performance? Fat. Oh, wow. That was a little harsh. <laughs> okay. thanks, Scott. Um, <sighs> so I,
1: I also went in just after you left. Oh, into the gym class and this is uh he was on a bit of a rant here after it's all said and done you're gonna be taking splinters out of your fat asses all night long because you got some fat asses the only chance you have you have no chance but you had a chance is you can run nickety split because you can't run because you got some fat asses and after it's done done we're gonna have a tailgate party for all my freaks out there I don't know why you'd need a tailgate party after a workout, but you know, Hey, all
0: right. Whatever works for you, Scott. Whatever works for you. I am Chris Lee. Uh, These were Warren and Pilch. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate you and we will see you next time.